This is the OKC82 Podcast with Chisholm Holland and Brady Trantham on the Franchise Podcast What's Network. going on, OKC82 Podcast listeners? Chisholm Holland, Brady Trantham coming out of retirement. We're back. It's been a long time. And we're back. Two weeks. It felt. It seriously feels like it's been much longer than two weeks, but I look at the calendar and it's like, no, it's been literally two weeks, but... Because uh, it, it feels like the last podcast that we did, uh, Madison and I, um, from Vanessa Beerhouse, when we talked about Shea Gil- meeting Shea Gil- Gilgis-Alexander, seems like that was months ago. So much has happened, and a lot of it has to do with nothing to do with basketball, of course. Football season got kicked off, so you've been running around like a chicken with its head cut off you know, all week, and then on the weekends with all the good stuff you've been doing, Chisholm, and um, I've been be- um, begging people and forcing people to listen to our podcasts on Twitter. Right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it-, it feels like it's been long, but, hey, season's almost here, and we're going to have to deal with both OU, OSU football and a struggling bad Thunder team in the next few weeks. Yeah, uh, definitely feels like everything's kind of happening all at once. Content overload. How do those people in New York City feel when they have to cover every single sport? See, I feel like I feel totally different than you. You're like, you feel like it's been a long time. I feel like we recorded like three days ago. And you're like, hey, we're going to take a couple weeks off so you can kind of catch your breath through football season. I was like, okay, great. And mm-hmm. then you text me yesterday and I was like, hey. I was like, sure. <laughs> sure, why not? A yeah. uh, whole lot of stuff going on for sure. Basketball uh, never sleeps except for the uh, U.S. basketball team. They, they uh, were asleep. They were asleep. Shout out to Serbia and France for mm-hmm. those big upset victories. Well deserved. Um, well, don't tell Pop that because he was of the he was of the opinion that the team tried really hard, which I have no doubt that they tried, but they just weren't as good as LeBron James, Anthony Davis, James Harden, Steph Curry. Kevin Should have had Carmelo on there. Olympic mellow, Olympic mellow, or World Cup mellow? Is that World a thing? Cup mellow, yeah. I don't, I don't know if that's China wise. mellow is actually probably a little bit more accurate in that situation. China mellow makes a lot of money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they would have sold a lot more jerseys. Sweet melon, sweet melon mellow. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the U.S. basketball team lost, which is famous. More famous is that Kevin Durant made the news again. Brady. Mm-hmm. This was a week ago, but that um, I didn't... Wall Street Journal. I think this is the my the craziest part about this whole story to me is the fact that this article was in the Wall Street Journal. Yeah, and it had like, what a random publication. Very, very dramatic black and white photos. Very dramatic overall is probably how I would take away from like is the word that I would take away from that interview. Sure. Um, yeah, obviously this happened last week, but um, I was I just I kind of thought about it last week and thought, okay, this isn't this isn't newsworthy enough to like just stifle our two-week hiatus because Chisholm's been busy, Madison's been busy. I had just got back from San Francisco um, that morning. I I actually got back at like 4.30 from the Dallas airport back to Norman, and then Twitter woke me up at about 8, 8 8.30 in the morning because Kevin Durant had a new article about Oklahoma City come out. So I was like, well, I can't just easily transition back into work, so I guess I'll have to write. But it did give me the opportunity to uh, write down my thoughts that I've basically had about Kevin Durant and the relationship um, between him and Oklahoma City. But he uh, disagrees. Uh, well, because that doesn't whatever exist. Whatever relationship it, there is, I mean, that, there is again, one. he disagrees. There's not one. Like I don't have a relationship with Jessica Chastain. I wish I did, but you're not going to ever see me being interviewed about her because we never had a prior relationship. Gotcha. So there, there you go. Um, what a random celebrity to pull out. She's been. I love her, man. I, I love her. I mean, that, strong choice. I'm just saying it was just kind of random. Sorry. Zero Dark Thirty. I'd let her boss me around. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, anyway, so yeah, I've I've had basically this this opinion about Kevin Durant, and if you didn't check it. Last week, it's on the franchiseok.com, so go read it. I mean, it still applies. But um, look, as a native Oklahoman, at some point, I want there to be a positive relationship between Kevin Durant and OKC because it, it's frankly, it's silly 
that um, Kevin Durant, well, it's not so that he has such distaste for Oklahoma City right now, and I'll get to that, but like 10, 15 years from now, if we're still at this point, it's silly that Oklahoma City can't claim eight, nine years of great basketball. Like Fans should be able to look back on that and say, they never won the title, but man, that was a lot of fun, and thank you, Kevin Durant. Now, I know Thunder fans are probably like, what the hell are you saying? Like, F him. He, he left the team. He screwed us. He betrayed us. All that. But with Kevin, in the short term, it gave me this chance to kind of put down my thoughts. And they're, it's simply this. Kevin really needs to understand that just because you make a personal decision, it doesn't mean that it doesn't affect other people. Like, Chisholm, you make personal decisions every single day because you're a human being. And you also... Like you're not on the level of Kevin Durant, of course, but oh, you, close. Working on it. You're almost there, um, but you have a job where you're working um, basically with li- you're working live radio. If you make one little mistake, you know you get racked through the coals through it. You know, with all of our good called uh, Oklahoma State fans on the pregame show on Saturday, pokies. Oh, and I just said that as a humorous, playful thing, and people took that as I would. I mean, just as I claimed that they were the Antichrist. Don't you? People were very upset. Don't you say Poke State or what? What is Okie State? Don't you say Okie State now? Okie, don't say Okie. Because remember, Kirk Herbstreet said that, and then yes. like OSU fans, are like, how dare you? Yes. <laughs> now, I'm telling you, that is the maddest anyone's ever been at me for anything I've said, and I've said some hilarious things on the radio. I said pokies, and I'm telling you, man, people were livid. <laughs> dozens and dozens of people tweeted me anger. Because I said pokies. You hate to say it. By the way, OSU fans, um, listen to our new podcast from the Franchise Podcast Network. Come after me. Come after me. I'm a podcast. Which is uh, a great name. Hosted by our Shout good- Shout John Hoover. Yeah, hosted by our good friend, uh, Miss Madison Morris, who you all know and love. So uh, go listen to that, OSU fans. They just dropped their first episode after the Tulsa game with John Hoover. Um, anyway, but Chisholm, like you have to make personal decisions every day, and especially with your job. When you make them- you use your own logic, use your own rationale, and you do what you feel is best for you in that moment. And it can be something as simple as like a life-altering career decision, sure. or it can be something as simple as Colin Kaepernick's in the news, here's my take on it. Now, whether people agree or disagree with it is one thing, but when you make a personal decision, it will affect other people. And for whatever reason, Kevin has never been taught that that's a thing. He's never been informed that that's a thing. And those that are surrounding him have not prepared him for what was to come when he ultimately made that decision to leave Oklahoma City and go to Golden State. Because, you know, as it's been said, this type of mood move has never happened. Kevin Durant leaving Oklahoma City to go to Golden State. Now, people are going to make the LeBron James comparison, but if you go back and look at that roster, who was their second best player? It was probably Mo Williams. Like, of course LeBron was going to leave that shit show. They weren't going to win anything, and it was all on I did him. not know I was going to have to come here and defend Zudus Algauskas. Uh, the jersey retired, Zudrinus Algauskas. But, but uh, again, like that that team wins 60 games in the Eastern Conference. Also, Daniel Gibson, Texas Longhorn, great Daniel Gibson. Okay, well, three-point shooting He's one of those random, randomly. He's one of those <laughs> random NBA guys that I was like, that guy's going to be awesome. He's their Daquan Cook. Yeah, but I'll tell you, <laughs> I was like, oh, that guy's going to be incredible. No. He's going to be so, so good. No, but... You know, everyone makes that comparison, and while that stung a lot of people in the short term, and maybe if you think about it, like, yeah, LeBron, we understand your move, but the whole process that you went about it was kind of weird here and there. Oh, well. Overall, it aged much better than what Kevin Durant's move to Golden State has been just because he left a really, really, really good team, a team that was probably, if he came back, was probably going to win a title at some point. Like, 
you you'd bet you could you could bet on Oklahoma City to win a title in the next three years if he came back and not be seen as a fool, basically. Um, so that one that's never happened. Two, he left a team that loved loved him, endeared him. Um, they just had everything invested on every little word that he said. And yet he's still of the opinion that I just made a basketball move. Why does that affect you? Of course it affects you. It affects your job, Chisholm. It affects my job. Sure. And um, I'll plug jo- our good friend John Hans podcast. Him and him and Royce Young talked about this very topic last week. And Royce had a really good anecdote to share. Um, I believe it was on that particular night when Kevin Durant first came back in that wild game a few years ago. And Katie, I guess, said to Royce, um, all I did was make a basketball decision. How does that affect you? And then Royce answered, but I don't know if he actually answered because it kind of sounded like he was just kind of being funny. I don't know if he said this to Kevin Durant's face, but on the podcast, Royce says, well, I mean, you did affect my job. Right. <laughs> because at that moment, like, who knows? Maybe ESPN wants Royce to go somewhere else. Who knows? Um, if there's not a lot of great basketball going on and your job, Chisholm, is to cover the Thunder, you might have to look for another job. So, Kevin, your personal decision affects other people. And that's why we're still at this point a few years later talking about this tired topic. But... um it is what it is, and again, I hope at some point we can move past this because it is so damn tiring. Yes, it is very tiring. And I saw the article, obviously, just like everybody else, and my immediate reaction was, oh, goodness. Yeah, please, uh, no more. I'm going to have to talk about this. Now, really quick, not throwing the, the rider under the bus, because if I get Kevin Durant for a few minutes, even though I'm tired of this topic, hell, if you want to talk about it, look, this is this is good for me, so sure. talk away. sure. Uh, again, I find the Wall Street Journal angle of the whole. That's my that's my favorite part of the story. Is like, why the hell is he sitting down with the Wall Street Journal from the History Extra magazine that I subscribe to from Britain? Yeah, Jesus, like, what are we <laughs> Kevin doing Durant here? Talks about Oklahoma City. Uh, that was that was the most puzzling for me. Uh, I, I get everything of the the conversation that's been circling around Kevin Durant and his. I don't know his his ability to not see the impact that he has on a city, um, the positive and the negative, um, the relationships that he built, even if he. Even if he doesn't know the kid watching on TV, that kid knows who Kevin Durant is and identifies with him. And like whenever I, I traveled internationally a ton in college and anywhere I would travel, they say, where are you from? And I'd say, I'm from Oklahoma. And they generally, if you know, someone in Serbia or Russia or any of those places wouldn't know what that is. Mm. But if I said, I'm from where Kevin Durant plays basketball, everyone knows that. Yep. And so like he was a point of contact. Um, so, I mean, he, in, by and large, gave a whole lot of identity to where we live. And I don't know. I don't know if he'll ever understand that, or if he'll eventually understand that. I'm not entirely sure. Ask him in six months; his answer will be different. Hmm. Here's where I do struggle with Thunder fans: is this topic keeps getting brought up to your point because media members keep asking him. So some of that's out of Kevin Durant's hand. No, Kevin doesn't need to go on a three minute diatribe. He can just be like Russell and say, "I'm done talking about it," and then boom, it, it's it's or over. Or you can just <laughs> give really boring answers and just make him a couple sentences like everybody else when they don't want to talk about something. But Kevin talks in paragraphs. Which is which is just not a great strategy. Soliloquies, Shakespearean yeah. soliloquies. Yeah, we're just, word I can't say. Exactly. So <laughs> I mean, so some of this is brought on by Kevin by himself, but I'm also done with Thunder fans being mad about it. I'm just over it. Like at some point, you're also reaching the point as fans of like, yeah, I get why you're upset, and you have every right to be. Mm-hmm. Just like Kevin Durant had every right to leave teams, yep. and you can react however you want. But eventually. Don't you just have to roll your eyes as a fan base and go, huh, Kevin, me and Kevin, and move on with your day? Everything has to be a conversation point. Like, we, ha- it has to be 
you have to overreact just as Kevin Durant is reacting to the question every single time, and it's this big story and this big cockamamie and this big thing about Thunder fans getting angry at Kevin Durant all over again like he left yesterday. Yeah. Like, I, in, in theory, I understand that, but now so many years removed. Like, if Kevin wants to be kooky and crazy, let Kevin be kooky and crazy. Why do you have to then match his kooky craziness by going on social media or going and commenting on articles and telling you, telling everyone how much you hate him? Yeah. At some point, you're reaching the same level. Mm-hmm. And it's getting just as sad for me at this point. And I know that's super unpopular. Everyone hates that answer because Kevin Durant did something horrible and I should be, I should have the right to be angry about it. Absolutely. But at some point, like you've timed out. At some point, you've used all of your momentum. You, you're angry about it for so long. And I'm just done with it. Like, everyone has said everything they could pop. Like, no one is bringing any more original ideas to the Kevin Durant situation. Yeah. Um, look, I'm on the same page as you. Um, that's what I want. But we live in the world of reality, and I understand that that's probably not going to happen until however many years from now. I if- just don't know. I, the, I just don't. I can't. Maybe this is a better way to say it. I can't relate to the person who saw that Wall Street Journal article and then just got angry all over again and felt the need just to spew out on Twitter. I'm not saying like spew, you know, disgusting, hateful thing, but I'm just saying spew their whole, I can't believe that he's the snake. He's the one who did this. And all that could be true. But like, how many times can you say that where it doesn't feel like you're just banging your head against the door? And if I was a Thunder fan and I was mad about this, and there are things in my fandom that I am mad about, like, let's talk about Terrell Owens. Like, I went through that whole saga when he was with the Philadelphia Eagles. Like, I have athletes that I have disdain for. But at some point, you can only have that conversation so many times where, like, when are you boring yourself? Or when yeah. are you going, this is just not healthy for us as a fan base, where we just need to move on? Yeah. Because- if Kevin wants to be crazy, let Kevin be crazy. We're going to be normal human beings. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I will say this. I can certainly understand, like, why fans can read the Wall Street Journal article and then get mad because Kevin, I know for a fact, is lying about one thing. Now, he's probably just... Oh, he's probably coincidentally forgetting about this. I know for a fact he he hit it up with some trainers. I know a trainer for the Thunder right now. And they told me, like, as soon as that article um, happened, we said hi to him. Like, of course, Kevin wants to paint a picture to defend himself sure. and further. Like, If you ever worried Kevin Durant's being a liar, I mean, yeah. just go cross check his quotes from six months ago. I mean, now. exactly. I, I mean, mean, we're. Everybody likes to play the victim role. At least. Doesn't everyone know that about Kevin? So why does everyone need to come tell us all over again? Yeah. Now, again, I'm not saying Kevin Durant is a flat-out liar. Like, he, he certainly feels this way for a reason, and I'm not here to say that he's wrong for feeling that way, but it is what it is. But um, So I certainly understand why fans are still angry about it. And Chisholm, like, I, I think it's never going to not be that way until— No, and I'm not telling people to get over it. I'm just yeah. saying— do we have to do we have to yeah. litigate it out loud It'll, over and over? Can we all just universally say, "Yep, that was a crappy thing," and every time he opens his mouth about it, it's stupid? Yeah, and we just all accept that and just move on with our lives. I think um, I, things will be better years from now when Kevin Durant is either not playing at the highest of levels, where the Thunder are off in a different realm of basketball play, uh, or Kevin Durant has retired, and then there's time to heal because, like you, I knew this going into him just going to Golden State, like. This is going to get ugly. It's going to be ugly for some time because as of that point, yeah, the Thunder were significantly worse than they were with Kevin Durant, but they were still a playoff team. They still had Russell Westbrook, so there was still reason to be hopeful, even if if you were the most blue-blooded Thunder fan out there. Um, But at the same time, you see Golden State and Kevin Durant succeed so much, it's just a constant reminder of what might have been. Sure. And it was basically taken away from you from somebody's personal decision that affected tons of other people both indirectly and directly so um once those competitive juices are done flowing 
when Kevin's not playing at the highest of levels anymore, which, I mean, I hope this isn't the case, but that could be sooner rather than later. I mean, who knows how quickly he's able to bounce back. Well, some of that should just level off, not based off Kevin, based off the Thunder. The Thunder aren't... Yeah. Well, the Thunder aren't doing anything. I was saying, they're not competing for that same title Kevin Durant is anymore. The past yeah. few years, it's felt like Oklahoma City and Golden State trying to get to the same point. Yeah, Kevin Durant and the Oklahoma City Thunder are now going completely opposite directions. See, that's, that's one of my bigger problems with Kevin Durant is he's... Obviously, everybody knows how great of a basketball player he is, and everybody knows that he was on probably one of the better teams ever assembled in NBA history. But you, you you can look at you can look at these quotes from this Wall Street Journal article. You can even go back to when he was on CJ McCollum's uh, podcast. Home. He, well, not not necessarily that, but when he basically told CJ McCollum like. Like, did you guys really think you were going to do anything? You know, like he was saying such insulting things to a fellow competitor on a pretty good playoff competitive team yeah. in, in Portland. And it's like, dude, do you have any idea where you're coming from? He's like, it's that, it's like that cliched stereotype. Um, you're born on third base and you think you hit a triple. Kevin Durant has thought he hit a triple this entire time. And that he can say whatever he wants because everybody is on the same level no one's on the same level as you, except maybe LeBron James and maybe Giannis Antetokounmpo. And then on a team level, nobody sniffs Golden State these last few years. So to sit there and say, like, I just made a basketball decision, so my old teammates whose careers I definitely altered. I altered Russell Westbrook's career. He may not ever win a title now. I mean, he has a good chance now. He's on a good team with the Rockets. But in the short term, with the Thunder, he was not going to win one. Steven Adams, Andre Robertson. Billy Donovan, Sam Presti, you altered all their careers. So, of course, they're not going to be like showering you with roses in the short term when the competitive juices are flowing because you ruined their chance. Why would they be happy about that? Years from now, you can look back and say, man, we did a lot of cool, special things, but not right now. Um, to me, that that that's probably the most insulting thing overall that like of his philosophy of this entire situation like to me because if I'm an ex-teammate of Kevin Durant because I'm competitive in in the workplace too but if I'm an athlete and that's amplified times a million like yeah dude get the hell away from me I don't want to talk to you right now maybe later but not now sure uh the other thing I think Oklahoma City people need to keep in mind is this feels like a really reoccurring story and it is because every four months there's an op-ed written about Kevin and someone asks somebody some question and it gets brought up again by and large, nationally, this was not the headline coming out of this article. Yeah, it was the NBA thing. It was the Golden State thing. I mean, he mm. kind of halfway railed on Golden State on the way out, which of is course. Un unshocking. It's on brand. Hashtag. But he also says he hates the NBA sometimes, and that was the big talking point. And I don't want to bring that up to talk about that. But I'm just saying, sometimes in Oklahoma City's bubble, it feels like whenever those stories come out, I because I watched, I watched, I listened, to, I don't watch. That makes it sound like I sit in front of it. I don't watch the Jump every day. I listen to the Jump podcast every day. Yeah, me too. It's a little like 20-minute clip. It's great. They didn't talk about it. Like They didn't talk about the Oklahoma City angle at all. Yeah, there was a, a falsely titled YouTube video about uh, Scotty Pippen and Dennis Robbins saying that he shouldn't have said that about Oklahoma City, so I clicked it because I was like, oh, what do these guys have to say about it? And it was a video basically of them talking about Kevin Durant, but not one word mentioned about Oklahoma City, so I was like, well, whoever puts these up screwed this up. Yeah. So, like, I, I, sometimes it feels like, and again, I'm just trying to understand the, the angle of the fan, and, you know, I, I could be very off. Sometimes I feel like fans feel the need to defend themselves, oh, especially yeah. in Oklahoma. But they, if they actually just take two steps back and look at what's going on nationally, oh, we don't need to defend ourselves because we're not under attack. Nowhere else in the country were those quotes about Oklahoma City, the story, no one out there was going, oh, 
Well, why didn't Kevin just say that before? Now we're on his... Nobody was saying that. Everyone everyone has watched Kevin waffle back and forth on this Oklahoma City thing over and over. That's not what they were talking about from the Wall Street Journal article. By yep. and large, Oklahoma City Thunder fans, the day that came out, were defending themselves for no reason. And getting up in arms for no reason because nobody was attacking them because I... All the national people were like, yeah, that's Kevin being Kevin. Like, it, it's again, it's spinning a narrative that doesn't jive with what actually happened because we've watched him do this 14 times yeah. over 25 different topics. Well, I could probably guarantee you that if Russell Westbrook, Paul George are still on the Thunder, it's probably a little bit of a bigger national story just because the juicy, sexy angle is still there. Now the Thunder are just, they're not an afterthought. Like from what we know, because we know that they're going to be still a pretty talented team, and right? Like, yes, they're going to lose a lot of games, but they're not on the same level that they have been over these last few years. And Russell's gone, so that that animosity, that rivalry between he and Kevin, doesn't exist anymore in, in terms of Oklahoma City. So, I mean, yeah, that probably that makes a lot of sense. But um, I mean, fans are going to do what fans do, and I'm happy for it because if there's not such passionate, bloodthirsty fans out there, then there's really no job for you and me. Um, and then also, athletes don't would have to get a second job. That's why Back like the old days. Yeah, that's that's why you make millions of dollars. That's why we have a job that we get to do and that we enjoy. Um, it's because of that blind, passionate love that fans have for their teams and their players, which can always can be a beautiful thing. And like right now, it can just be kind of an annoying, ugly thing. But again, I I understand it because just like you said with Terrell Owens, there have been times where I've been. Plenty pissed off with, uh, I mean, hello, I'm a Miami Dolphins fan. <laughs> How's that going? Uh, well, I got my, uh, I got my authentic uh, teal throwback Kenny Stills jersey in the mail um, one day, and then two days later he got traded to Houston. You really should know that's a poor choice after he came out to the owner. That's why I bought it. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> I hate Stephen Ross. Yeah, I totally I hate get that, that. some bitch man. But you know, he had he had to be on the trade block. I, I almost I knew it, but I'll, I'll still. It's rip almost it. like if Jared Allen, not Jared Allen, what that what a horrible name <laughs> recollection by me. The kid they just signed is wearing number thirteen. Um, Who the Dolphins? No, 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 no. Oklahoma City. Oh, oh, Justin oh. Patton. Justin Patton. I don't know why I, I said Jared. I always want to say James Patton. I think it's the fro that got me. I think okay. I think Justin Patton used to have a fro. Uh, <laughs> Justin Patton came out and said, "You know what? I know I'm in Oklahoma City. I got my new apartment. I like it." I kind of think I'm on Kevin's side. It'd almost be like if he said that and universally, like, well, now you have to trade him. That's what Kenny Stills did. He basically just like bought an exit ticket to Miami, which turns out everyone wanted one. Kenny Stills just figured out the express line. There you go. If I insult the owner, I get out earlier. I mean, Kenny Stills got a good education, so you know he's got a good brain. Indeed. Uh, <laughs> SI came out with their top 100 NBA players. I'm going to go ahead and uh, break the news to you. Not a Thunder member in the top 10. Do you want to guess at number one? Um, Giannis. It is indeed Giannis. Even though he doesn't have a jump shot, which is both weird and scary. Because if he gets one, oh, oh my god. Uh, number two. Is it LeBron still? It's Kawhi Leonard. Oh, okay. Yeah, he basically limped his way to another title against Golden yep. State, who was also dealing with health issues. So yep. the, I'll uh, accept it. The reasoning of the article was if Kawhi Leonard was guaranteed to play 82 games a year, he'd be number one. Okay. I don't know if he can do that now. But. I think that's why he's number two. Oh, okay. Yeah, very cool. LeBron James, number three. Which I feel like that one's a little bit predictable. Mm. All right, here's where everybody gets upset. Number four. Um, would this be Anthony Davis? It is Steph Curry. Steph Curry. Oh, okay. So Houston Forgive Rockets me. all in unison groan out loud. Oh, so this is what this was about. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay. I'll let you guess what fan base is already inflamed raged. 
Houston's mad? Like, that's so... Houston's fan base is usually level-headed. <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, so the Houston Rockets are upset because James Harden finds himself at number five. Anthony Davis, who you mentioned, is at number six. Look, really quick, look. James Harden is probably an individually better player than Steph Curry. I think that you and I could probably agree with that, right? Just on an individual... If they played one-on-one, James Harden's probably winning. Yeah, but that's not how basketball's played. That's not how basketball's played. It's a team sport, even though you need one superstar to give yourself a chance like it's a still a team sport and Steph Curry has more team awards and he's he's flourished much more um in the postseason even though he's had his postseason woes here and there James Harden really no excuse for that performance last last year he had every chance he had it handed to him on a silver platter and he could not do it he did James Harden stuff in the postseason which the hope is that Russell Westbrook helps him out in that in that department but I don't know if you've watched the last few years Chisholm of playoff basketball. Russell Westbrook is not that type of guy. Uh, this is beautiful writing here. I should give credit. One moment. As is this uh, Zach Lowe? Th- no. no, it's because it's, it's uh, Sports Illustrated. Oh. The problem with uh, list is I had to scroll all the way to the bottom to get to number one. So now I'm going to scroll back up to the top to see the author. Well, hopefully it's not like a slideshow. <laughs> it's article. Rob Mahoney. Rob Mahoney. Okay. Yes, uh, Rob Mahoney. And he He's... has a great little diatribe here about Steph and James Harden, about what his logic was. Well, please share. I need to get, now. I have to scroll back down to the bottom. Good God, Jesus. to get to the bottom of the list. It's a whole thing. Uh, okay, so yeah, every system has complications. Playing alongside. Uh, nope. So sorry, wrong wrong paragraph. Now this is the one I meant to read. Sorry, that's Corey Brewer. But all this comes into play when evaluating Harden against Steph Curry specifically. It's a matter of usage versus ubiquity. Yep. Running an offense through Harden means allowing him to dominate the ball. Running an offense through Curry, on the other hand, means playing in the space that he provides. Every second that Curry's on the floor, he is exacting a toll on the defense. I mean, that's true. Ask Thunder fans. They know beautiful all, writing. Yeah, ask Thunder fans. They know exactly all, all about that. I mean, that 2016 Western Conference Finals where they beat the living hell out of him, and it worked because he did not shoot the ball well. But every time he chucked up a shot, everybody like, Terrified. Oh, oh, God. Hold your breath. Oh, no, because all it took is one. And unfortunately for Thunder fans, it wasn't necessarily Steph. It was Clay. Yeah, so number one through five is all guards and forwards who are kind of ball dominant. Six, seven, and eight are big men. Uh, Anthony Davis, Joel Embiid, oh, Nikola Jokic in that order. I I would put Jokic ahead of Joel Embiid. Uh, I assume it's I I trying to remember what his argument was. Uh, yep, defense, two way play. Okay, I mean okay, but I mean well, here's ho- how important. Hopefully, he's in shape. Here's here, here's how important two way play is. Number nine, Paul George. Paul George. Yeah, deservingly so after last year. We'll see if that wasn't just a blip on the radar for him. Yeah. Uh, number ten is Damian Lillard. Okay. Number eleven, Jimmy Butler. Shout out to your Miami Heat. <laughs> Top eleven player, man. And I think every 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 Thunder fan just went, wait, where's Russell? J- Jimmy, eleven. <laughs> Jimmy. Russell Westbrook is number twelve. Okay. And sadly, in his photo, he is wearing one of those now outlawed ninja headbands. I know, man. That was like a much bigger story than I thought. Like I thought it's. I think it's because silly, right? Is I there a reason? That was quickly going to be like banned because it seemed like every time like a basketball player does something cool. Now, like I remember why? Do, do, and I'm not trying to be funny. Was there a reason given? Because I, re- I, I just silly, I, silly stories like that. I don't even like, read. Well, yeah, Woj put out a story. I was like, I don't want to read a story about a headband, but I just I figured he would put like a definitive reason in some of his tweets, and he really didn't put any. And so maybe I should just read the damn article. But yeah, probably. I mean, I, I just re- assume information like that. I'm gonna I'm gonna absorb through osmosis at some point. Like yeah. someone's gonna bring it up, and I'll just learn. Like, did someone pull a headband off of somebody's head? Because I don't know. Remember the uh, Ricky Williams rule with the Dolphins? Yeah. If this you, felt like a very if, NFL thing. Yeah, if you got long dreadlocks, they're a part of your helmet, they're a part of your jersey, and if they pull them, it's like, that's that's on you. 
which should be the rule. I mean, if you want to play football with long hair, that's your own problem. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns is number 13. Rudy Gobert, number 14. Any issues so far? Um, Cat really... T- if he didn't have like that second half of the season I, um, that he did last year... Is that what say about Cat every year? I'm not trying to be funny. Isn't it every year? It's like, man, that second half of that season was awesome. That first half... The jury's asleep. still out if he's a big stats, bad team guy. Oh, I think he is. <laughs> oh, I think he is. Kyrie Irving at number 15 in the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, by the way, they also... Uh, they were. This is for one season, specifically next year. So you're not building a franchise. This is next year you're trying to win the NBA title. Isn't that so silly? That so we have to like make people all these... like Kevin Durant. Yeah. If you're out there going, where's Kevin? They just crossed him off because of the injury. Figured. Yeah. 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 So this is one season. I felt that I probably should have said that to start because <laughs> someone's already hate turned off the podcast because this is the Kevin Durant podcast. It is. So. Uh, Lamarcus Aldridge at number sixteen. I love that because shout out to the mid range jump shot being at number sixteen. Uh, Draymond Green seventeen. Al Horford, 18. You'll figure out why I'm working down this list soon, Thunder fans. Blake Griffin at 19. Sneaky too low. Sneaky too too low. low. Kimball Walker. He just got ISO Joe, man. They're going to be fine. He is. (laughs) Kimball Walker at 20. And your Oklahoma City Thunder's own, Chris Paul at 21. Chris Paul, the 21st best player in the league for next season. Over Bradley Beal. Over Ben Simmons, <laughs> over Pascal Siakam, over Drew Holiday, over Mike Conley, over Chris Middleton, over Kyle Lowry, Donovan Mitchell, Luka Doncic, 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 Don't, Don, Don CJ McCollum, DeMar DeRozan. Does that sound right? 21? Well, I'd put Luka's mom at number one. But, um, oh, she's a strong well, number one. Well, if you're going to use the same logic that... I think Rob, she's actually a 10, if I'm doing that correctly. Mm, there you go. Um, if you're going to use the same logic that Rob used for Steph Curry over James Harden, I guess it kind of makes sense that you put Chris Paul up there because he's essentially the same type of player. I mean, Chris Paul is much more ball dominant, of course. Right. But he does keep a defense like super freaked out half the time because of just his his ability to understand angles, his ability to understand the geometry of the game in such a way that's almost godlike. Um, he does a lot of those things. And maybe, maybe Chris Paul on the Thunder is a little bit of a shocker at 21, but let's just say the Thunder somehow swindle a trade um, Chris Paul to the Bucks. Chris Paul on the Bucks is probably the 21st best player in the league. Yeah, all right. Are you ready for uh, the next Thunder member to make the list? Sure. Danilo Gallinari. What number? 50. 50. 5 Two top zero. 50 players. Directly behind Tobias Harris, Gary Harris, Miles Turner. Directly above John Collins, Boyan Bogdanovich, or Boan... Boyan, Boyan, Bojan, Bojan, Bojangles, and Lou Williams. Um, Buddy Heald at fifty four, by the way. Oh, that's that's terrible. Buddy Heald, <laughs> Blake Griffin, top ten players. Um, it, it's a little surprising to me that Steven's not a top fifty player. He is. He's forty. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So sorry. So we had four. We had so the Thunder twenty one top fifty players, forty and fifty three top fifty players. Yep. Man, where's Mike Muscala? Mike Muscala is, is disrespected. A, this is a travesty. I was a little shocked Shea didn't make it just because these lists always kind of get cute with stuff like that. Yeah. Like the young guys. And he and Shea was definitely one of those types of players like um, Pascal Siakam where all the NBA nerds are like, guys, yeah. this is, he's really good. The problem with that is NBA nerds like it when these players play in obscure markets. He played for the Clippers, so everybody knew about him. Right. Yeah, so I was a little shocked Shea was on the list. I was blown away with Chris Paul at 21. Blown away. 
Yeah, uh, I mean, especially when you read the names around him, you're like, ah, I guess I can kind of see the case. But just if I just said, yeah, Chris Paul's the 21st best player in the league, I don't know about you, mm-hmm. but I was just like, oh, no, I mean, not I, true. I guess this list is also assuming that you guys are going to be healthy the entire year. Let's just pretend that there's no right. system. Well, We've turned injuries off. If injuries are turned off, Gallo is like four, right? Oh, yeah. Um, especially if he's playing the Thunder. Which, Look at that goofy grin he has in this photo. I know, and he's wearing a Thunder jersey. Number eight. Did you know he's going number eight? I didn't know uh, that. Is that Nazi Muhammad's number? Yeah. Who yeah. else wore eight with a Thunder? That I do not. I believe it's only uh, Nazi Muhammad. I mean, well, we live in the era of like... Shocked that didn't get retired. Yeah, we live in the era of jersey, like giving people jersey disrespect, that type of thing. Like, well, that's always a story. Poor Nerlens Noel. You gotta admit, giving Justin Patton 13 was kind of weird. <laughs> well... Uh, I mean, <laughs> give it Paul George's number. And James, James Harden's. Harden's. I know. I'm just saying, and like, not that's Deion some, Waiters. Maybe they're just trying to, like, Dion's never coming back to the Thunder. <laughs> maybe that's just some, like, anti pressure. Like, they're just trying to take pressure away. So that way the next person to wear 13 is like, well, Justin Patton also wore this. Uh, you know, like, I talk about the Dion Waiters thing. I completely understand the Thunder's mindset at the time. It's like, it's a little too soon, man. We don't, and we also don't want you to feel like that you are just James Harden now. Like, we want you to be your own That's player. probably a bad strategy if you tell Deion Waiters mm. he's just James Harden yeah, now. Yeah, like, we want you to point point guard the second unit. No no, thank you. Um, like, I understand the Thunder's mindset, and then I also kind of understand why they uh, went the other route with P.J. Dozier because they were probably thinking, well, we got burned on the, the last time that this kind of came up. Nah. But you should have still used your brain. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, of James all Harden— all the stuff that they are so outrageously conservative on, and I don't mean, like, conservative isn't, like, pol- political. I just mean, like, any of the most boring decision, that's the one they make. Cookie cutter safe. Over and over and over. Yeah. And then they give PG Do- P.J. Dozer 35. Mm-hmm. Come on. That's just comical. Yeah, and then also— Also, that- P.J. Dozer, don't be an idiot. Don't wear 35. And As al- a player, why did you pick that number? And also, yeah, it, it's silly from the Thunder's perspective to do that. But it's also, like, segueing back to Kevin Durant and just the, what I feel is the most insulting thing that he does. Um, Kevin, you left the Thunder— you then have no, like in the short term, you have no influence over them anymore. Yeah, you, you, no, no, I'm on Kevin's side no, of this one. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We give we give players, and rightfully so, so much leeway. We give them so but much. But if you're ben- Kevin, and you were in the locker room when they didn't give Deion Waiters 13, you watched that happen in front of your eyes a year and a half ago. Okay, people make, people change, right? I mean, but Kevin I'm saying, changed. I'm fine, but I'm just saying, if you're in that situation, you go, wait, why... Why is this different than that? And so what if the Thunder are petty? Like, maybe, what if they did that for a completely that, petty reason? Like, what if they were like, screw him? Well, then he has every right to be upset. Okay. But guess what? That's all my point. Is he, he had a, he had, that is the only thing that Kevin has had the right to get kind of peeved about. Okay, but I'm, I'm just saying you lose your influence. If you dump oh, your- Oh, yeah, he shouldn't be in the voting process. If, if you that's break up with your girlfriend or boyfriend, I and hate then the boyfriend, girlfriend two months thing. later, you don't like what that who that person is with, guess what? You don't influence them anymore. It's the way it is. Mr. Irrelevant, Andrew Wiggins at 100. Um, Future many, Oklahoma City Thunder star, Andrew how much, Wiggins. How many times is he playing the Thunder this year? Four times? Four times. So I guess that four times is good enough to bump him into the top 100. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So SI's top 100. Actually a pretty great list. I'm actually a big fan. Big fan of the SI top 100 every list, year. Lists are fun. They're hashtag offseason. Yeah, Rob but. Mahoney. Big shout out to Rob from SI.com. I think he actually just did a podcast with... Was it... Low? Yeah. It was long. I don't think I've listened to it yet. Um, did you listen to the Sam Anderson pod? I did. It's good. All the way. Oh, you have the book? Yeah. How far are you into it? I've never opened it. Oh, I really? bought this s- three months ago. 
Dude, when I'm, it, I'm, first I'm, off, I'm anti-paperback. Not because I have anything against paperback, but I am hard on things. So if I own a paperback, you know what I mean? Like if I own a paperback, I'll destroy it. Chisholm said something funny. On so I have to get I had to get the hardcover. So I had to wait for it to go to hardcover. Okay. So now I have the hardcover, and I uh, it just got put on the back burner. I've read other books and got yeah. distracted. No, if you're like me, like um, like you let me borrow a basketball love story, which I'm like one third of the way through. Oh, so good! It's so awesome. But I like my problem is, is I have like four or five books that I'm reading at the same time. Like I'm reading like a horse horror novel. I'm reading another <laughs> basketball book. Personally, they said a horse novel. Horse, yeah. It's I'm all about horses. Black Beauty. Black Beauty. Um, <laughs> That's the only horse book I can think of. <laughs> um, and I also picked up Bob Stoops' book, and I'm reading it in my mind with his voice, even though I guess well anyway, well uh, in the end. Uh, Did, is it a lot of conjunctions in there? Uh, there's no ellipses. There's uh, what, no, uh, what a disaster. Someone uh, missed an opportunity there. Uh, who's the guy he, he has to thank? Oh, Chris Paul's out. Chris Paul is out. Uh, uh-oh. What just happened? Uh, oh, God. Chris, OKC82. Oh, no. Chris Paul's- uh, The deuces. Snapchat has the uh, deuces up. I'm assuming that it, Matt Ravis, our former friend Matt Ravis, he's no longer my friend. I'm just kidding. I love Matt. <laughs> uh, he says, what does it mean? Probably that CP3's vacation is over. Uh, Which makes sense. Goodbye. But everyone, paradise. I'm so ready for everyone to speculate. Chris Ball to the Milwaukee Bucks for um. Oh, who was the white guy that shot really well? So there's a lot on the Milwaukee Bucks. Oh, I know, I know. Um, Pat I, Connington. Pat Connington. Pat Connington and Eric Bledsoe. <laughs> that would be a thing. That I, it makes sense. I mean, Presty loves bringing old players back, doesn't he? Are you a former lottery pick? <laughs> Boy, do we have a surprise. The biggest miss is Dragon Bender. Infomercial. Are you a former lottery pick? Well, we've got a if good Sam place for you. If Sam had any type of humor, he would he would record something like that. But he has content. No the content I is... I need to hear a story about, oh yeah, I ran into Sam Presti and he made a joke. Not he said something funny because people can be funny on accident. Mm-hmm. I was like, he like had, he had a real great like one-liner. He had a zinger. Mm-hmm. I need to hear that story because he seems like the most boring individual to ever exist. Has he ever made anyone laugh in his life? I mean, he plays he plays trap set. He plays drums, so he he's interesting. I mean, in addition to his cool job, but doesn't that make him more boring? I mean, do you ever play? Have you ever played drums? Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. I, see, I don't see him in there like double bass pedal going to Metallica. I don't. I don't think that's what he's doing. I think he's like playing like I'll ask the Condominium album from John Mayer. I'll ask Sam. Um, actually, you know, speaking Mazer. Presty. Speaking, speaking uh Sam Presty. Okay. Um Sam Mace could probably 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 excuse me, play drums too, but um, he'd probably break the snare. He cannot. I'm just gonna I don't know that for a fact. I'm just gonna go ahead and say that Sam can't. You should play ask drums. him on the podcast. Is that's, that today? That's where we'll lead. Not tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow, Sam Mace podcast. Um no, like I'm actually interested to talk to Sam Presty at Media Day or whenever he has his press conference about Kevin Durant because I mean, obviously it's in the news. Um he specifically mentioned the GM, I believe, in that article, or he, he, Kevin said, like the people in Oklahoma City with the Thunder. So he directly he said the front office, yeah, the front office. So he directly mentioned Sam Presti. So there's a place to ask him a question about that. So I'm interested to see, like, basically all I'm going to ask, and you know, I might be burning myself by asking this question beforehand, but um, I don't think Brett or Royce listen to our podcast, so I'm safe there. But I'm basically just interested, like, like Sam, is there any regret that? this isn't in a better place and do you want this to be in a better place? You know, not necessarily on a professional level, but on a human level, apparently. 
And I'm sure Sam's going to say like, oh, I've had conversations with him, you know, blah, 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 everything's cool. But I'm interested to see if he pivots any other direction because I've asked him questions before about sensitive topics and he'll, there have been a few times where he's pivoted into like, oh, he actually went there. Interesting. So I'm looking forward to that. I want to see Sam Presti smoke a cigarette. I'm trying to think of other, I want to see Sam Presti smoke, uh, smoke a joke. I want to see him tell a joke, smoke a cigarette. Smoke a joke, tell a cigarette. Tell a cigarette and smoke a joke. That's what I want. Um, I want to see him eat a rack of ribs. That would be great. Because like he doesn't look like he eats a rack of ribs. He's the guy who, when you order nachos, like tries to find the one nacho that has like nothing on it just because he doesn't want to be messy. There you go. He just, like, picks up just the tortilla chip and slowly Pinky brings extended. it in. He, tries to, he eats the nachos with a fork. Have you seen those people? Those people exist. Um, They're out there. Well, I mean, there are some things that I eat with a fork. Not nachos. Not nachos. Who's eating nachos with a fork? I'm, Lunatics. I eat uh, macaroni and cheese with my hands, though, because I'm a man. You've seen Seinfeld, yeah? Yes. So, again, the the Snickers bar, or Milky yeah. Way, or whatever it is. The Three Musketeers, is actually. They eat the Three Musketeers with a fork. That is 100% Sam Presti. Yep. Yeah, you're right. 100%. Oh, my God. That is that is weird. It's off-putting. It's like, what, what's going on here? I hope one day I get, I get as many hair appointments a day that Sam Presti does. Uh, by the way, really quick before we get out of here, Chisholm, I was for like the second or third time you dropped that water bottle. Well, I'll keep knocking it over. Um, you got like Spencer Sanders' hand. I don't know if right I can now. hear it, though, because this mic sucks. So. <laughs> um, I was going to say uh, congratulations on the uh, whatever you called that segment, like with the uh, alliteration for high school football team names oh, dude, in, that in Oklahoma. Exploded. It was so awesome. Um I was at my watch party. It was basically at my friend Hunter's house um, up in Moore for the UCLA game on Saturday. My friend Danny came in and he just asked me about work and everything. He was like, oh, everything's cool. And then there, he was like, I was listening the other day and that, and they specifically brought up that topic. He's like, that was the funniest thing I've heard in like so long. So awesome. people enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I have this theory that mascots shouldn't be like we have this thing where we want mascots to sound cool or sound aggressive or sound intimidating. No one's ever like looked at their schedule and be like, "Oh man, we're playing the Oklahoma City Thunder." <laughs> the Thunder sound terrifying. Think how loud Thunder is. I don't want to. No one does that. Like mascots that would are make you go deaf. I mean, mascots are irrelevant in the grand scheme of things. Well, that, so that does bring up. You remember um, Tom Wart, the linebacker from England that played for OU? Oh yeah. Um, do you have any idea what his team mascot was in high school? No idea. The unicorns. That's perfect. Yeah. So perfect. You, so I think like, mascots, have fun with this. mascots should be funny and comical. Mm-hmm. And so they either need to rhyme or they need to be a joke. And so we started doing Oklahoma Towns. And I started out with the Marlowe Marlins because that's where I'm from or the Marlowe Magicians or whatever. Now, there are no Marlins in Marlowe. There's no Marlins. They're and not native to that. It's, it's irrelevant. And we got down to like where we were doing like there's a city called Wayne, mm-hmm. the Wayne Brady's. So like it doesn't have to rhyme. It can just be a, a play on words. It. It was awesome. It was awesome. So, yeah, I got 1,700 total submissions wow. that day in a half hour. Tell me some more because you told me like a handful that day. Because oh, the on. only thing I said was like the pink tacos. <laughs> yes. Uh, there the is pink, a pink Oklahoma. I can read a few on the podcast that I couldn't read on the air. Oh, the, yes. The There's pink a, panties were a very popular one that day. There you go. I'm pulling up the Google Doc now. Oh, man, these are like the, the archives. You need to save right, this. I had to save it. Put this in the lighthouse. Uh, the Yukon Yaks, the Putnam City Punces, the Mustang Mustangs, which that one's my idea. <laughs> The Tulsa Union Onions, the Edmund Eggplants, the Corn Huskers, uh, the Kellyville, the Kellyville Cottontails, the McAllister Inmates, the Clinton Climate, the McAllister Mac and Cheeses, the Beaver Beavers, the Jinx Jacks, the Woodward Woodies, the Turpin, tur- the Turpin Turnips. That one's hard to say. The Turpin Turnips is great. Uh, the Fargo Farts. 
The Perry Pears. The Hominy Grits. That's a thinker. I like that one, though, a whole lot. Shout out to Perry. It's where my grandpa lives. Muskogee Muskrats. So basically for a half hour, I just read this list out Was there a Norman? Mm, Let's see. Was there a Norman? Oh, I'm sure there. I'm telling you, if whatever city you're thinking of, (laughs) the Norman Baders. The the Norman Mormons. What was Norman's last name from Seinfeld? Do you remember? Or not Norman. Newman. Never mind. Wrong one. (laughs) His last name's Newman. Newman. <laughs> yeah. uh, the Norman Rockwells is also in a submission that we got. Oh, good call. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So think of really any town, and if you tweet me, I'll tweet you back what my list says that your mascot should be. <laughs> so yeah, that was a blast. That, I think it's the most fun I've had doing radio, and it was 30 minutes, and we didn't talk about sports once. Badass. And yeah. in football season, when there's actually stuff to talk I'm about. Sure, I'm sure the management hated it. Well, you know, they'll be fine. We all moved on from it. We became better people. The granite countertops? I love that. Th- that's so good. I the- love that. The Dunkin' Donuts? Yes! Strong. Say no to donuts, though. Strong. All right, this is the OKC80 Podcast. Until uh, Wednesdays, Madison? Um, I think we're going to do maybe still once a week now if Madison, because Madison's covering OSU football in addition to her other job, so I didn't really want to like burden her with another thing that she had to do. Um, so we'll probably still do this once a week. Um, I'm still working on show notes, like I told Chisholm before we went on air, um, for the next few podcasts. Um, coming up until media day just you know basically like we were just going to go through like you know maybe three or four players a a show and then say like what's the best case scenario for this player worst case scenario and then what's probably going to happen well every single one i'm going to start off with well they could be the mvp they could be the mvp they are in the running they're eligible Uh um would you say the percentage chance of winning the mvp is zero sadly you know like alex abrinas probably the most he probably had the best chance to ever win an MVP for a player that wasn't going to ever win it because if you went to vote for MVP, oh his he, name was first. His name was first, and if you were just like kind of lazy, and you know we've all we've all taken tests before where we didn't study, and we're just like it's C C C C. I'm like ah, Alex Brinus. I wonder if he ever got a first place vote. I assume not. <laughs> I assume that person's voting would be revoked. He's never so, won in my heart. So just you and me for once a week. Yeah, um, but of course I'll talk to Madison. I'm so sorry. Uh, I apologize to all hey, the listeners. Hey, uh, if you get more uh, high school I, mascots. I, I defended Kevin Durant on this podcast, so I'm telling you, man, I apologize. I know. I can't wait for people to burn you down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At Chisholm Holland, at Brady Trantham. Or Bra- at Brady Does Sports. Change your Twitter handle. But Is it, Brady Trantham taken? No, that's what it used to be, but... Um, Do you got confused with the guy who does movies? Um, I don't know. Like I just Brady, At Brady Does Music? Brady Does Sports sounded good at the time. It sounds like a great sounds, website. Yeah. If you ever go, if you ever like go a, freelance. Sounds like an interesting movie. At Brady Does Sports as a movie. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. Watch mm. that at night. All right, you guys think about that. Till next time. <laughs> See you guys. Very sexy. Listen to Chisholm Holland weekdays from 6 to 8 p.m. on 1077 The Franchise and 1079 The Franchise in Tulsa. Follow him on Twitter at Chisholm Holland. Subscribe, rate, and review all the podcasts in the Franchise Podcast Network. The Sam Mays Podcast, All In, Inside OU, OKC82, and Intimate with TV's Jerry can be found in all the places you listen to your podcast. Seriously, just subscribe. You don't even have to listen.